It was 1979 that I had the privilege of uh, traveling to Israel along with a group of about 60 people from our church in Long Beach. And uh, I was looking forward to going, looking forward to planning to be there and uh, just being in Israel, in the Holy Land for the first and only time in my life. I was really excited about going. Uh, my wife wasn't quite as excited um, as I was preparing to leave. I remember very clearly one of the last things that she said to me was, when you come home, I do not want to hear you singing, I walked today where Jesus walked. Why she didn't like that song or didn't want to hear that, I'm not sure. But the words of that song are interesting. I walked today where Jesus walked in days of long ago. I wandered down each path he knew with reverent step and slow. Those little lanes, they have not changed. The sweet peace fills the air. I walked today where Jesus walked and felt him close to me. It's a wonderful experience to go to Israel. It's something I would wish for, for each one of you. But more important than walking where Jesus walked is walking how Jesus walked. That's the challenge in, in your life and my life. And in fact, that's the challenge I want to lay before us as a church family. As we go forward into the year 20. 21. Most of us are excited to have 2020 in the rearview mirror. We're glad that 2020 truly is hindsight, if you will. But going forward into the future, my hope, my prayer, my ambition for us as a church family is that 2021 would be our year of following Jesus. That it would be a year where we fall more deeply in love with Him. It would be a year where we follow Him a little more closely. And perhaps most important of all, it would be a year where each one of us becomes just a little bit more like our Lord Jesus. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 is going to be our theme verse for 2021. It's a verse that uh, finds itself in the context of the Apostle Paul talking to the Colossians about his ministry the focus of his life, the focus of his ministry. And beginning at the end of, of chapter 1, he says, We proclaim him, Jesus, we proclaim him, admonishing every man, teaching every man with all wisdom, so that we may present every man complete in Christ. Paul's ambition in his ministry was that when it was all said and done, that he would raise up men and women who were complete, mature followers of Jesus. That's my ambition as a pastor. That's our ambition as a church that we would raise up mature disciples that are faithfully following Jesus. That was Paul's ambition, teaching every man with all wisdom so that we may present every man complete in Christ. For this purpose also I, I labor, striving according to the power which mightily works within me. Agonizing labor striving forward like, a, like an athlete in a track meet, pressing toward the finish line. That was Paul's ambition. And it's in that context that he says, I want you to know how great a struggle, how much agony I have, how great a struggle I have on your behalf and for those who are at Laodicea, and for all those who have not personally seen my face, that their hearts may be encouraged, having been knit together in love and attaining to all the wealth that comes from the full assurance of understanding, resulting in a true knowledge of God's mystery, that is Christ Himself, 
in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I say this so that no one will delude you with persuasive argument. For even though I am absent in body, nevertheless I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good discipline and the stability of your faith in Christ. Paul's concern, Paul's anxiety as he's laboring to the point of exhaustion, teaching, admonishing, encouraging, all those great words that he describes, his big concern is that followers of Jesus would be deceived, that they'd be led astray. That they would be drawn into falsehood, false doctrine, false lifestyles. And so he's teaching and preaching, encouraging and admonishing. And then verse 6, which is our key verse for 2021. Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. Just as we have received Christ by faith. Just as we have put our faith and our trust in Jesus and His sacrifice on the cross. Paul suggests that we ought to be walking, living every single day by that same faith, that same trust, that same confidence. As you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. Having been firmly rooted, with roots going down deep, now being built up and established in your faith, just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude. See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception according to the tradition of men, according to the elementary principles of the world, rather than according to Christ. For in Him all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form, and in Him you have been made complete. He is the head over all rule and authority. And so Paul's concern for the Colossians would be, The same concern that I, as your pastor, would have for you in 2021. That this would be a year where God would guard us, protect us from falsehood, false belief, false behavior. That God would cause us in the year ahead to be deeply rooted, to be firmly established. I actually find it kind of fascinating that as Paul wrote this passage, he says that we're to walk. In Christ. As we've received Him, so walk in Him. And so the word walk, as we understand, is a metaphor for life. Living out our faith in Christ. But to walk implies motion. To walk implies forward direction. Forward movement. And so Paul mixes his metaphors, if you will, when he says, I want you to walk in the same way you've received Christ. And then he says, firmly rooted. A tree that has its roots deeply embedded is experiencing no forward movement. And so those two metaphors seem to be a little bit in conflict. He says, I want you to be deeply rooted and I want you to be built up in Him. So he uses the metaphor of a tree with roots going down and now he uses the metaphor of a building that's built up and firmly established. That's his hope. That's his ambition for the Colossians. And that's my hope, my prayer. My ambition as we go forward into 2021. The goal of the Christian life is to grow daily, to become more and more like the Lord Jesus. And my prayer and hope as we go forward together as family, that we would be an encouragement to each other, a help to each other, a challenge to each other, to become just a little bit more like Jesus in the year ahead. And so I want to suggest to you three kind of big ideas going forward into 2021. Three things that are on my heart that I want to lead forward into the year ahead. 
The first of those is this. Let's observe the life of Jesus together in the year ahead. I want our focus in the year ahead to be on the life of Jesus. The, the ministry of Jesus, the behavior of Jesus, the actions of Jesus, the teachings of Jesus. I want us to put our roots down deeply into who Jesus is, what He's done for us, what He's accomplished for us by His life and by His death. And so, each Sunday morning, as we gather together, my plan and intention is that we're going to study our way, work our way through the Gospel of Mark in the next several weeks and months together. And as we study Mark's Gospel, it's going to be our privilege and our opportunity to focus deeply upon the life of Jesus. Captured in the very center of, of Mark's Gospel is what I believe is really the key verse of understanding what Mark's Gospel is all about. And this key verse is in chapter 10, verse 45. And it's found in a context where James and John have just come to Jesus. And they've asked Jesus that they could have the two chief seats when Jesus comes in his kingdom, one on the right and one on the left. And they've had this conversation with Jesus and the other disciples are a little ticked off. They're a little miffed at uh, James and John for do saying this. And, and Jesus steps into this conversation where the other disciples are indignant, the Scripture says. And Jesus says, You know that those who are recognized as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great men exercise authority over them. But it is not this way among you. Whoever wishes to become great among you shall be your servant. Whoever wishes to be first among you shall be slave of all. And then here's our key verse, verse 45. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. And to give his life a ransom for many. That's my hope and expectation going forward. That we're going to look deeply into Mark's gospel. And through the, the lens of Mark's description of Jesus' life and ministry. We're going to see uh, Jesus in all his glory. But we're going to see him as a servant. And in fact, uh, you're going to see a chart that looks a little bit like this that uh, helps me kind of get a, what I call the big picture of Mark's Gospel. And at the very top, as I think of Mark's Gospel, I think of this title, The Servant Jesus. Mark 10.45, Jesus said, The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. To give His life a ransom for many. And so we're going to be privileged to look at Jesus, the servant. We're going to look at Jesus as He serves. And perhaps out of that model will be reminders for you and me to live lives of service for others. Uh, Mark's gospel is a, a gospel that's packed with action. In fact, the, the word immediately is repeated over and over again. If I've counted correctly, 41 times in the 16 chapters of Mark's gospel, he uses the word immediately. Reading Mark is like reading the, the headlines in the newspaper with the first few paragraphs. Mark is moving. He has Jesus moving. He moves Jesus from this miracle to that miracle to this healing. It's a book of, of Jesus in motion, Jesus in action. And it's going to be our privilege to, to follow Jesus as he's in motion and in action. In the very center of the book is what I call the, the pivot point where... Jesus says to the disciples, who do men say that I am? And the whole first half of the book builds up 
to that question. Jesus' miracles, His activities, His healing, it all builds up. And Jesus says to His disciples, Who do men say that I am? And It's in that context that the Apostle Peter responds and expresses the truth. You're the Christ, the Son of the living God. And it's just interesting to see the progression of Mark's Gospel building to this high point. And then downhill from there, if you will, as opposition mounts, and we wind up at the cross. And, of course, ultimately at the resurrection. And so it's going to be our privilege each Sunday morning to make our way through Mark's Gospel. It's going to be our privilege to take an intense peek into the words of Jesus, into His miracles, and into His healings. That's our plan, my plan, for the year ahead, to take us to a closer look at the life of Jesus. So let's make 2021 the year that we observe the life of Jesus together. The second big idea I have going forward into 21 is to expand the lens just a little further and step back and let's explore the Gospels together. Let's spend time personally in the four Gospels. Let's spend time reading the Gospels. Let's spend time meditating on the Gospels. Let's spend time studying the Gospels. And to spend this year, 2021, our year of following Jesus. Let's invest time and energy in the Gospels. Jesus said, or the Scripture records in Mark chapter 1, uh, verse 35, that in the early morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went away to a secluded place and was praying there. And I've always loved that simple statement of Jesus because If you read the earlier part of the first chapter, it's a busy day in the life of Jesus. He's busy here, busy there, healing here, healing there. And yet the next morning, he's up early praying. Good model for us. And Mark goes on to say that as Jesus was out praying in this secluded place, Simon and his companions searched for him. They found him and said to him, everyone is looking for you. And I really like that. Everyone is looking for you. I want that to kind of be our mindset as we go forward into 2021, that we would be men and women, boys and girls that are looking for Jesus. Spending, spending time in the Gospels, reading the Gospels together. I want to encourage you to set aside personal time every day to read the Gospels. In fact, uh, we're going to be giving you next Sunday uh, a little chart to kind of keep track of, of your reading. And uh, they'll have the passages down the one side and then on the other side will be the, the months of the year. And if you read three chapters every day, in 30 days, you read all four of the Gospels. All four of the Gospels, all those verses add up to 89 chapters. And if you divide that by three, you're at three months or one month, 30 days. And if we would... Agree together, let's read the Gospels every day. Now, I know some of you have your own reading plan. I know some of you have your own ambition to read through the Bible in, the, in a year. or You have another reading plan that you're working on, and, and I admire that and appreciate that. And I just want to encourage and suggest that together as a family, we would focus in the Gospels and read through all four of the Gospels every month during 2021. And someone might say to me, well, isn't that kind of repetitive? Isn't that going to be boring? Well, 
I hope God's Word isn't boring. But my, my perspective is this. I've read through the Bible in the course of a year many times. That was a habit of mine for several years. In more recent years in my life, I've found myself more focused on repetitive reading of the same passage. I might read the same book, choose a book and read that same book over and over and over again. And what I've discovered is I have that capacity to remember more. It seems to have a greater impact when I'm reading repetitively. So this is just my suggestion going forward. I'm going to read three chapters of the Gospels every day during 2021. And I want to encourage you to come along with me and uh, read three chapters in the Gospels every day. Now, some of you might be like my good friend Dave. Dave has told me ever since we first met and I began encouraging him to read his Bible. He's always told me I'm not a reader. His standard line to me is I have the uh, attention span of a housefly. And he finds it difficult to read. And so what I've encouraged Dave to do, and I encourage you to do if that's the case, is listen to the Scripture. And there's lots of opportunities to do that. There's apps that you can load on your phone, on your, on your tablet, on your computer. Uh, there's websites where you can listen. There's websites where you can download files, audio files of the Scriptures. Um, I have several Bible apps on my phone, and if you need a little help with that, uh, send me a text message or an email, and I'll be happy to pass that information along to you. But there's uh, just so many opportunities to either listen or to read. Uh, I have friends that enjoy listening to the Bible as they're driving. They have a commute to work of a half an hour or longer, and they'll uh, plug in their phone and uh, put it in the chapter they want to read or listen to and uh, read the Scriptures that way. So let me encourage you to do that. My Tuesday morning men's group, I'm looking forward to leading them. Uh, we're going to be together in Mark's Gospel also and uh, looking at that. In fact, they don't know it yet until this five minutes of time, but they're going to be helping me prepare my Sunday morning messages because we're going to have conversations around portions of Mark's Gospel and uh, hope to grow together to follow Jesus a little more closely. So, Let's observe the life of Jesus. Let's zero in on Jesus in 2021. Let's make 2021 our year of following Jesus. Let's observe the life of Jesus together. Let's explore the four Gospels together. And then thirdly, my other interest as we look at Mark's Gospel this year is this. Let's obey Jesus' command to be fishers of men. In 2021, I want that to be more and more a focus of our church and our ministries going forward into 2021. 2020 has been a year where we've been limited. We've been restricted in so much of what we can do uh, as a church family. There's, of course, no limitation individually for each one of us in the context we are, whether we're at work with family or neighborhood to be those that are fishing for men. But uh, some of our family Church activities together have been restricted. And I want us to move forward into the year ahead. In the first chapter of, of Mark's Gospel, in verse 17, as Jesus is calling Andrew and Simon to follow him, Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. And he, of course, left them and went to James and John and called them to follow him. And shortly after, Levi, and he began calling men to follow him. But his... His wish and His plan and His hope for those who chose to follow Him was that they would become fishers of men. 
And that's my prayer and ambition for the year ahead. Jesus was the fisher of men. That passage I read earlier where Jesus went out alone to a secluded place to pray. When Peter and the rest of the disciples found him and questioned him and said, everyone is looking for you in verse 18 of chapter 1. He said to them, let us go somewhere else to the towns nearby so that I may preach there also. For that is what I came for. Mark's Gospel also records that simple truth that Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. He said later on, I didn't come to to save the healthy. I came to save sinners. And so Jesus was a fisher of men right from the very beginning. Right out of the gate, fishing for men. And I believe that's His call, His heart, His ambition for you and me in 2021. Let's agree together to be fishers of men in 2021. I want to encourage you as you go forward into 2021 to pray for Bob. Now, when I say pray for Bob, I don't mean pray for someone whose name is Robert and he chooses to be called Bob. But Bob is an acrostic for me. B-O-B. And I want you to think about this. I want you to write this down. I want you to remember this, to pray for Bob. The first B stands for the word burden. Burden. Would you make it a daily habit in your life to pray that God would give you a greater burden for lost people? That God would burden your heart and burden your soul about people that don't know Jesus? That God would give you a heavier burden on your heart for people who are headed to hell? You know, we oftentimes speak of those who don't know Jesus as going to a place of uh, eternal separation or people being separated from God, and all that's true. But the reality of Scripture is, for those who have yet to come to know Jesus, that they're on their way to hell. And Jesus is calling you and me to reach them. Would you pray with me? Pray for me that God would increase my burden for lost people. I'm praying that for you that we would have a greater burden for lost people in 2021. People need the Lord. That's the bottom line. So B, pray for burden, that God would deepen your burden, my burden, our burden as a church family. And then the letter O is the word opportunity. That as you pray for a greater burden, pray then that God would give you opportunity every day to be able to touch someone for Jesus. It might be an act of kindness. It might be a word of encouragement. Somewhere as you connect and interact with people, pray that God would give you opportunity to touch someone for Him. An opportunity to speak of Him, His goodness in your life, His grace in your life, His provision in your life. That He would give you opportunity to share the gospel message, the good news about Jesus. We need in 2021 a greater burden for lost people. We need to pray that God would give us opportunities. Or maybe we just need to pray that God would help us to see the opportunities because He gives them to us every day. Every day that we're with people, there's opportunity to touch people and impact people. I oftentimes tell the Lord, I'm your representative today. Help me to represent you well. And and use me in the lives of people that I encounter and connect with. B, pray for burden. O, pray for opportunity. And then... The second B, pray for boldness. 
Pray that God would give you a holy boldness to use those opportunities and to speak of Him. And if you would pray for me and with me every day, pray for Bob, that God would deepen our burden for lost people. He would give us eyes to see the opportunities and to seize them, see and to seize the opportunities. And then that He would give us boldness to be able to share our faith. Jesus wants you and me to be fishers of men in 2021. I'm indebted to my good friend Ed Lewis for this simple outline of fishing for men. He suggests the outline F-I-S-H, that as we fish for men, the F stands for friendly. Be friendly. Talk to people. How are you doing? Good morning. Total strangers even. But just be friendly and greet people. The I, F-I, I stands for initiate. Initiate conversation. Don't be afraid to engage people in conversation. Initiate conversation. It doesn't have to be about spiritual stuff, but just friendly stuff. How are you doing? How, how are you handling this COVID thing? What do you think about the vaccine? Are you going to, you know, just conversation. Friendly, initiate conversation. And then the S in the word fish stands for story. Ask people to tell you their story. I love asking people to tell me their story. And they don't, they're not always quite sure what I mean when I ask for their story. And, and I tell them, start at the very beginning. Tell me where you were born, the family you grew up in, where you went to high school. You know, kind of walk me through your life. What's it been like? What's your life experience been? And they'll share their story. And oftentimes they'll ask me to share my story. And I love to share my story because my story is all about Jesus. And so engage that storytelling time and find out more about a person's life. Find out more about what their interests are, their hobbies, the things that they're passionate about in their life. Talk about the story. Be friendly, initiate, and then hear the story. And then the H in the word fish might be the word help or hope. Is there a way to offer help? Is there a way to offer hope in their life circumstance, their life situation? As, they hear, as you hear their story, you might discover there's a way to step into their story and into their life and be of help. Ultimately, we want to talk about the help and the hope that's found in Jesus, right? That's the goal. And so Jesus is calling us to be fishers of men, that we would have a burden for lost people. We would seize the opportunities that are there, that we would speak boldly that we would be friendly and initiate and hear a story and offer help and hope. He wants us to be fishers of men in 2021. That's my hope, my prayer in my life, in your life, in our church's life. My hope is this year that somehow this, this coronavirus will, will fade into the past, whether it's through vaccines or herd immunity or whatever it is. I'm hoping there will be a time very soon where things are opening up and we have opportunity. I'm looking forward to being able to go again into Boyle Heights. And I'm looking forward to, to going over there with the team. I've never been there. I've heard about it for, I don't know, four or five years. Uh, but I'm looking forward to going over there. Ron, I'm looking forward to being there with you and uh, that and being, being a part of that group. I, I anticipate that. But I also anticipate that we're going to go fishing here in Norwalk, a little closer to home that we're going to be praying and looking for opportunity here locally. We've explored recently the, the possibility perhaps of getting involved in a, in a feeding ministry, a feeding program where people could come uh, here to our church and receive food and, and help. And that'd be a wonderful thing. 
if we could see that happen. Uh, we're praying and hoping and asking God, help us to be a church that's fishing for men in 2021. That's my prayer and my hope. The goal of the Christian life is to grow daily, to become more like Jesus. Jesus was a fisher of men, and he wants you and me to be fishing for men also. And so going forward into 21, we want to observe the the life of Jesus together in Mark's Gospel on Sunday mornings. We want to explore the four Gospels together as we read through the Gospels each month. And we want to obey Jesus' command to be fishers of men. And so my question this morning is simply this. Are you with me? Are you with me? Are you willing to make 2021 a year where we come on Sunday morning in anticipation of looking at Jesus' life, falling a little more deeply in love with Him, following Him a little more closely? Are you with me? Are you with me as I read through the Gospels this year? Are you with me as we look through the lens of Matthew and Luke and John as well as Mark and see the life of Jesus through those four different lens together? Are you with me? And as we go into 2021, are you committed to a readiness to go fishing every day? Are you with me? That's God's call. That's His hope. That's His prayer for 2021. That's my vision and my hope for our church going into the year ahead. That we have some dreams and some hopes. Of course, high on my list of dreams and hopes for 2021 is God in in His providential time, His providential planning will bring us a new pastor. I'm praying that that will happen sooner rather than later. Um, I love being here and I love standing here and preaching on Sunday mornings. But I believe God has a great future for us. And He's going to bring us a new pastor to lead us into that future. And, and come January, we've got some things on the table that we're planning to bring us all on board to understand the plan going forward. Be praying about those plans. Be praying for our new pastor going forward. I'm anticipating that that will be part of, of our year in the year ahead. As I said, I'd love to see us reconnected at Boyle Heights. I'd love to see us engaged here locally in Norwalk. I'd love to see us return to our opportunities with the two elementary schools, with our good news clubs. I'd love to see that happen in 2021. Will you pray that God would open those doors, that God would open those opportunities, that we might be used by Him in the year ahead? Many of you, I'm sure, are familiar with the movie that was released in the year 2000 starring Tom Hanks, the simple title, Castaway. Tom Hanks was a FedEx employee and his plane crashed on a deserted uh, island in the Pacific. And he was stranded there for a period of time. And the whole movie is about his struggle to survive and his, uh, I guess you would call it his friendship with his volleyball Wilson, which has always been a point of amusement for me. But I want to show you a, a video clip that's a parody of the Tom Hanks movie and then just a closing thought. Let's look at that video together. for five years with this package. I swore that I would deliver it to you because I work for FedEx. That's very admirable. Thank you. Hey, by the way, 
What's in the package? Hmm, nothing really. Just a satellite phone, GPS locator, fishing rod, water purifier, and some seeds. Just silly stuff. Thank you again. Why did Pastor Roy show that video? What's the point? What's the connection? And the connection is this, simply this. Just like this man who was stranded on the, the desert island all alone, trying to survive, he held in his hands a package with everything that he needed for his protection and safety going forward. He had a satellite phone, a means of communication. He had a GPS locator to find out exactly where he was. He had a fishing rod to fish for food. He had a packet of vegetable seeds that he could plant and grow his own food. He had everything he needed to survive. And he didn't know it. Didn't use it. He could have opened the package, but he didn't. Instead, he hung on to it and finally delivered it. And I want to suggest to you this morning that you and I have a survival package. Everything that we need going forward into 2021 is found right here. It's more valuable than a satellite phone more significant than a GPS locator, uh, obviously more important than a packet of vegetable seeds. Everything you need going into 2021 is found in God's Word. And so I want you to take advantage of God's Word this year. We're going to look at Jesus in the Gospel of Mark. We're going to read the four Gospels together. And we're going to ask God to make us effective fishers for men in 2021. Lord, that's my simple prayer uh, going forward. We put 2020 into the rearview mirror with uh, thanksgiving that in the midst of it, you've brought us through. And we go forward into 2021 with anticipation that you have been so, so good to us. And that you're going to continue to be a good, good God. And so as we go forward into 2021, help us to follow Jesus. Help us to follow Jesus a little more closely. To love Him a little more deeply. And to obey Him a little more fully. Do that in each of our lives. Do that for us collectively as a church family. Is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.
All right. Hey, what a great song. Is that a new wrinkle on the old, old Lang Syne song? I love it. Reminder of God's goodness to us. He's good all the time, right? He's good all the time. Even during a pandemic, He is good all the time. And so as we go forward into 2021, we've had some struggles. We've had some challenges along the way. But God calls us to be people of joy, celebrating His goodness to us, His goodness to those that we love and care about. My prayer and hope for you is that you're going to have an awesome, blessed 2021. Let's pray together for each other. Let's encourage each other as family. The 2021 is going to be the best year yet. It's going to be a wonderful year because God has a plan. God has a plan for your life, for my life, for our church, for our family together. And so we're going to embrace that going forward. And so my prayer for you is not only that you'd have a great week, but that you're going to have a great 2021. God bless.